the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Well, the pretty lady in the middle there is at Jesus' tomb. It's uh, Ruth Malhatra from RZIM. Ruth, how are you? I'm well, thank you. It's great to be with you all today. You know, Dan and I have been trying to run you down for years because you're always traveling, right, Dan? She's everywhere. She is everywhere, and now she's in front of the empty tomb. The tomb is still empty, and she's excited about it and standing right there in front of it. That's very cool, or at least a green screen of of sorts. (laughs) It's good to see you, though, Ruth. Uh, You've been home. We were talking before we started, uh, and you've been home for a little while now, and, and you honestly, you do travel quite a bit, and you said this is the longest you've been home for how long? I think since I was in high school, believe it or not, which was a very long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) I've been home for more than a month now here in Atlanta, and I don't remember being in Atlanta for for that long a stretch. now, oh. yeah, probably since I was a teen in high school. <laughs> now, Ruth is the PR manager at Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, and that's one of the reasons why she travels so much, uh, just, I mean, all over the globe. And I know one time, was it Pastors Appreciation or Women in Ministry? We were just doing our thing, and all of a sudden, Ruth just came down out of the ceiling on a uh, on some type of— <laughs> well, That was of, a, a catalyst, I believe. Oh, is yeah, that we, what it was? And we were like, wow, Ruth, you're here. Yeah. So, uh, awesome. well, let's do this. Let's catch up with you a bit. Um, and we did talk a little bit about your travel and such. Uh, and we do want to uh, check in with you on Robbie, an update we've been praying for. Him. I've been following him on uh, both of us on Twitter just to see how he is. And really, we have been praying for him and his entire family. Uh, well, why don't we start there? How's he doing? Sure. Thank you so much for asking. And especially thank you for your prayers. I know Ravi and his family are very grateful, as is our whole team. And um, as, as y'all may know, he had emergency spinal surgery back in February. Um, it kind of came as a shock to us. We were traveling all over. We were in Asia. We were in Sri Lanka um, doing some some big events out there. And then um, he was in a lot of pain. Um, turned out he had a fracture in his sacrum and actually two fractures and had to have emergency spinal surgery. It was during that surgery on um, February 20th, I believe, that um, they discovered um, something that didn't look right. They did a biopsy a few weeks later, um, discovered it was cancerous. It's um, a rare form of cancer called sarcoma. And so that, of course, was um, certainly an even an even bigger shock to, to him and to all of us. And um, that was about a little over a month ago now. And he started treatment um, about a week later. He's currently at MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, Texas, um, receiving wonderful care from the doctors and team there. We're very, very grateful that God opened the door for him 
um, to be treated there, especially in this time of coronavirus. And um, there's so many added challenges um, to medical treatment and just all of the logistics that go into that. Um, so Ravi has started chemotherapy. And um, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's a challenging journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so inspired by his faith and joy and um, just determination through all of this. I mean, he's always taught us about trusting God through the suffering and how God walks alongside us, you know, through the darkest times and, and to see him living that out um, in such a real and a new way, even in this season mm. um, of his life is really inspiring. And um, we're all praying for him and cheering him on and appreciate you guys doing so as well. And how are his spirits right now? Is he, is he feeling positive? Is he rolling with it? How's he doing? Yeah, it's amazing. We get updates from him um, every few days, and he's um, he actually wrote a reflection on Easter, um, just some some things about how he he talks about the message, how the message of Easter is a hopeful one, but even more so now, um, given what he's going through, how he clings to that eternal hope and the reality that um, he he drew this analogy of how sin is um, like a cancer cell, a rogue cell that, um, you know, messes everything up, but how Christ's death and resurrection really turned the tide in our favor and is the ultimate cure that we need. And so even though he's going through a hard time physically, um, he's in very strong spirits. He's um, shining light there at the hospital with the doctors and staff. And he's still writing updates and reflections and pointing people to Jesus through it all. So, and he still has a great sense of humor. Good, good. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize um, he, he's a pretty funny guy and um, he certainly hasn't lost that. So we're, we're really grateful and um, yeah, just taking it one step at a time. Well, we love him and he's one of our heroes. We mean that mm -hmm. sincerely. And so are you, Ruth from our ZIMPR manager. We've known Ruth now for how many years, Dan? Quite a few years. And uh, I yeah, it's been a long time since we uh, first uh, went and interviewed Robbie at his office and probably even before that. But uh, that was a good at least 10 years ago, probably something. So it's, been a, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we wanted to check in with you because uh, we want uh, your uh, just your take on what's going on. We are all experiencing, of course, social uh, isolation. And uh, we have Dan and I been in the studio here at home, his and his and and me and mine i don't even know if that's correct english or grammar but it is <laughs> well, it, it works it, it is what it is but um so it's it's kind of become our our new normal in a sense so uh what was your first thought uh when you when this thing really escalated uh and everybody had to stay at home here in georgia and of course the travel restrictions etc yeah, I mean, it really came as a surprise to me. I had been tracking all of this, I thought, fairly closely. I was actually in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, in the end of January mm. when things started to escalate a little bit there in Asia. Believe it or not, I was at a conference, a pastor's conference for Chinese-speaking pastors mm -hmm. um, with Tim Keller and some of the group from the Gospel Coalition and, and Redeemer City to City. And they were expecting 5,000 pastors from all over China and the Chinese speaking world. And about 1,500 of those pastors weren't able to make it. Wow. Um, so there were only about 3,500, which was still a lot. 
but I was kind of I was kind of surprised to see that it wasn't packed. And they said, oh, um, there's travel restrictions now coming out of China because of this virus, the coronavirus. That's what it really hit me like, oh, man, that's a pretty big deal that it's preventing all these people from traveling in the region. Mm. Um, but then as I was tracking it, you know, week after week and it started to spread outside of Asia um, and like I said, hearing, I, I landed back in the U.S. on March 11th, and that night, President Trump um, gave an address to the nation talking about travel restrictions and some of the measures they were taking, and it really kind of hit me that, man, this is not something localized. This really is affecting the whole world, hmm. and the fact that it's here close to home, um, it was even in Atlanta pretty pretty early on, um, I think, um it was really gripping and sobering and um, unexpected for sure. Now, Ruth, uh, as we mentioned earlier, you, you, you do travel a lot and you've had to, God has said, stay home for a bit here, Ruth. And uh, so what do you think uh, this is teaching you? Obviously it's probably been good. You said to kind of have a sabbatical. What, what are you learning in this time of, of not being able to get out and go? Yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> a lot of my friends are checking on me like, are you okay? How are you handling um, being, being stuck here in Atlanta? And I've actually really um, appreciated this season of rest and reflection and solitude. I mean, I'm, I'm very extroverted. I love people. I love events, as you know. Yes, I've me. I've run yeah. you at, at quite a few. Um, but it's really been a time to, to press pause on some things or to, to have pause pressed for me, I guess I could say, <laughs> um, but to really reflect on some of the deeper questions and challenges and even lamenting, you know, the state of our fallen world. I mean, we know we live in a fallen world. Um, so many people hurting and um, going through times of uncertainty because of the virus and, and for other reasons, too. And I've really um, been grateful for this season to even to, to reflect on that, to spend more time with the Lord, to catch up with people, um, long phone calls with, with family and friends, Zoom calls with my favorite radio host. Um, <laughs> but something, because I, because I do travel a lot, um, I spend a lot of time in airports, and especially on international trips, I have a lot of long layovers sometimes at, at international airports. And I often liken life um, to a layover, kind of using that metaphor. I mean, we know in scripture, we're told that this world is not our home right. and that we're aliens passing through, you know, it's a blip on the radar. And I, that's really helped me just in general to look at, to, to keep more of an eternal perspective. And I think with the quarantine and the social distancing and isolation and um, kind of this season that we're all collectively in now, I've tried to go back to that and say, you know, this is a, a season we don't know exactly when it'll end. We know it's not forever, mm -hmm. um, but we can kind of look forward to the future with that eternal perspective and say, like, God, what are you trying to teach me through this? And how does how is this a metaphor for the larger Christian life that we're called to live. Wow, that's so good. Love that. Ruth, we got to take a break. We sure do appreciate your time. We'd like to catch up with you again. Uh, I guess you're hanging out at the tomb there. I guess you have a, maybe a, a cot or a little apartment there somewhere. But I hated the angel forest back there. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll catch up with you. We do appreciate you so much. Ruth from RZIM. Hey, we'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. 